Welcome to Panic Proof Radio. I'm your host, Jess Tyson, and I'm here to help you get out of your own way, stop panicking, and start living a life you love. Nilifer Merchant is an innovator. She has written several books that are groundbreaking for their time and continue to be now. She's a speaker, author, she is a coach and consultant. She helps people find their onlyness, that unique thing that they can bring to the world. And this is in such great alignment with what I do at Don't Panic because I'm trying to help people lean in to that onlyness and delegate the rest. So I can't wait for you to hear Nilifer's insights and you'll also get to hear a little known fact that even I didn't know that will shine some light around where she is in her virtual assistant journey and beyond. So here's Nilifer. Nilifer, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Jess? I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about your journey and what brought you to Don't Panic. Um, You've been working with us for a few years. I wanted to take us back to before you started working with us and where you were in your career and what got you starting to think that you might need a little bit of help. Mm. So my, just a little bit of context about me. uh, I've been I've worked in big tech firms and, you know, in roles where there wasn't the admin assigned to you. I've been at startups where you have to do it all yourself. And then in the last few years, last 10 years, actually, I should say, I've been independently doing work like as a writer, thinker, et cetera, speaker. And um, there was one moment a couple of years back where I was literally making airline plans and talking to a CEO about a major strategy. And I thought, this is like, I'm so distracted Mm. by the stuff I don't enjoy doing that I'm not doing the stuff I love to do really well. And that's what brought me to you. Mm. It's funny. As soon as you started talking about airline planning, it makes me think of this one client who he got into, he was literally like, I'm panicking because I am in Las Vegas and I was supposed to be in Los Angeles (laughs) because he booked his own travel and he just screwed it up. Um, I have like time zone challenges. And then at one point recently I was in a city and uh, I mean, relatively recent, this before the admin uh, situation got solved, but I was in a city and I had marked off when the flight was, but I had marked it off in the wrong time zone. So I showed up to the airport and completely missed the flight. And not because I'm like not a smart person stuff, but literally the stuff makes my brain hurt and it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What, how did you realize that? How did you realize that you were not good at that? And, and was it, was it difficult to come to terms with that, especially as someone who's such a high achiever and, and works so hard at everything and is great at most things? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's so humbling, right? The, I mean, early on in my career, I was an admin. So this is kind of a funny story. So um, early on in my career, that. like one of my very first jobs, I was trying to get in at Apple and I had taken an at like an intern kind of role to basically like get in. And then, so I'm basically like, you know, looking for work while I'm working. And a guy I'd worked with there, it was a head of marketing for um, like the business market at Apple said, hey, I actually would love to hire you, but I don't have 
the rec, the role you're kind of looking for, but I have another rec for an admin. I really don't need an admin, but I could hire you in that role. And then like 70% of the time you could do this market research stuff that you do, which is the next level up, you know, um, first level sort of market research. And you could also do my admin stuff, which is so minimal, right? He just kind of like downplayed it. And I was his admin for maybe like three months before he came to my desk and basically said, no, 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 that's okay. And he basically like took it all off my desk because I was so bad at it. It was so embarrassing. And I felt like such a failure for him, for me, like, cause I, you know, signed up with full intention of doing a good job at it. So it wasn't like I was trying to be crappy at it. And then, um, so fast forward that, that 20 years later and I'm trying to do my own stuff and realizing you know, I would wait till Friday afternoon to make the airline plans before next week. I would like, I would just basically keep, you know, things you don't love to do, you don't love to do. And so you, and so you, first of all, you make it bigger than it needs to be because it's emotionally taxing for Mm -hmm. you. And I think a part of me didn't want to admit like back then, like I, you know, when I was admin for this other guy, I didn't want to admit that I was bad at it. In fact, I was not even just bad at it. I was so miserable doing it. And I didn't want to be the person who didn't value the small things. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I think that's so interesting that you were an admin, but even when you were, you weren't good at it because I feel like I've I started as an admin too. I mean, a lot of us who are virtual assistants now had that role, but, but now just evolving into the owner of the business, I have Mm -hmm. let some of those details slide. I find Mm -hmm. it in myself and I'm doing that exercise too of like, okay, just as you said, the things that I'm leaving to the end of the week or the end of the day that I just can't manage, that is a signal to me that I need to give it to somebody else. So I think that's such a great point. And thanks for bringing that up. Are there, were there other signals that, that came up for you as you were thinking about hiring that, uh, that you found, you know, needing to get out of your mind or off your plate when you were starting yeah. to get. Well, so like to one the of the other things is like, if somebody shows up in my inbox and writes me a really nice note, like if they write the, I like you and you're smart and I want you to do something for me piece. I don't always filter it with the lens of, is this the smartest thing for me to spend my time on? I just don't. I mean, like, you know, cause like I'm reading it and it sounds nice and I, and I want to say yes to people. And so I'll say yes to people, but what's funny. And and it can totally be then based on mood. Like if I've said no 12 times before that day and the 13th person shows up, my no button is just like full on done. And so I'll say yes, even though, by the way, it doesn't make any strategic sense. And so by being able to work with someone else, I'm able to say, here are the rules. Like here are the, here's the logic of how I want to run this thing. You know, here's what makes sense. Here's what doesn't. And then I can like do it in sort of a good state of mind. <laughs> and then that person doesn't get tired of saying no, cause that's their job, right? So right, they don't have right. as much emotional investment in it. And so then they can say no, the 13th, 14th, 15th time, if that still makes sense. Right. And so there's consistency yeah. Of having somebody else be that second brain for you. Right. Right. That I really cannot state like enough how valuable that has been to have somebody else to be able to say, I think this is the right thing. What do you think? And then like us kind of like get clear because it really helps to have a sounding board. And then that person like then manages me essentially manages my strategy effectively. It's the best. 
Yeah. So, so looking after you in times when you may not be looking after yourself in the best way, and also just knowing what you generally would say so that they can sort of take that answer for you and not make you spend one more emotional second worrying about it. Right. So when I show up to my inbox, so that was the big thing is I used to have probably like 50 to 80 emails from people every day that were brand new. And I used to spend hours, no matter how good I was at it, I used to spend hours sorting through it. I think I wake up to my inbox is basically like three now. That's woo doing the happy hands. That's a, right? I mean, that's the a chills. big metric. And they're all things success. like I've already teed up. They're all my agenda yeah. items. They're all yeah. things I'm trying to drive forward on. So it's right. not like I'm taking agenda from other people now. That doesn't set yeah. my day. My day is set by the things that I believe are the most important things, which is mm-hmm. just a huge like shift. At one point I had started to discount how big of a shift that was. And I was like, oh, do I still need an admin? I don't know if this was like a year in or something. And my husband said to me, he goes, no, no, you need an admin. And he goes, because <laughs> you're so much like you used to open your inbox and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. And he goes, so like the first thing of your day was right. the sense of being overwhelmed by other people's needs right. and requests and being someone who like is in service to people. Like I actually like being in service to people. It matters to me. I like to be that person. And so, but now you're doing it in service to the things you know is the highest and best use of your time. Mm. It's such a shift, right? Well, and it's funny that you say that because sometimes it's like, I think about that with our clients all the time. I'm like, I wonder how they're doing, but it's kind of like no news is good news. <laughs> and it's like, if it's working, you it, that's kind of the idea is that you almost don't notice it. You almost don't, you don't notice exactly what they're doing day to day, but you notice how you feel. And I think that's that that's it. what we're trying to do as VA is, is make you feel some way, but I can see how you know, you might forget sometimes, or you might forget how you felt before. So can you tell right. me? I, I didn't used to bill. I was thinking about this in preparation for this conversation. I didn't used to bill consistently because I hated it. By the way, it only took me like 10 minutes, but I hated it so much that I would avoid it like to no end. And then only after I realized, oh, my bank account was empty or whatever, you know, or getting close to empty, then I'd be like, oh, I have to go do the billing. Right. So that like just automatically happens. Money just shows up like, you know, manna from heaven. It just shows up. <laughs> And I'm always like, oh, look at that. It just showed up. And um, every single time I check the bank account, I have never had one of those panic moments of like, oh, I haven't billed in a while. Like right. that's completely gone. That's right. shock. Um, I never show up in cities without like having all the right infrastructure in place. So like back when travel was a deal, right? Like I'd land, there was a car, there was a somebody I knew exactly what was I was supposed to do next, you know, about things. Um, other people's expectations were also set. Mm, right. So like, okay, we're going to use the meeting. It's 30 minutes. Here's the kind of thing. So like these expectations were in place that were clear and I didn't have to spend time repeating myself and blah, blah, blah. And then more importantly, the agenda, like if there's three things I have to do in a year, three big things, like the agenda is being driven from the things that are strategically correct, not whatever random thing somebody else asks which is, I mean, like, it's so unbelievably clear. And so all my friends who are like, I'm struggling to get my dreams met. I'm like, can you, can I introduce you to an admin? And they're like, well, I don't relate that to that. And I'm like, right. That is like that big gap between strategy and execution is your ability to stay on point to your own thing. Yes. Yes, exactly. And if you don't have the help, cause you still, cause those other things still need to get done somehow. 
And if it's not you, then it has to be somebody else. Yeah. But I agree. Not everybody connects those dots, uh, for whatever reason. (laughs) Well, I think we don't Um, value ourselves very much. And even like, you know, as I'm sort of saying it very humbly, right. I'm saying like, I wanted to be the person who could do everything. And then the minute you kind of go, by the way, I suck at doing everything. And there's some things that bring me absolutely no joy. And, but a part of me, oh, I think the biggest fear actually that most people are facing and I get it every now and then I kind of get it inferred back to me. It's like, well, who are you to delegate me to an admin? Like, you know, and I'm like, I definitely get that tone from people at times. Mm. And which by the way, is a sign that they don't actually regard me very much. Um, so that's an, another clue. But, um, but I'll tell friends, like even my dearest friends, I said, you know, like if you text me things that we're like trying to schedule three weeks out, you should know me well enough by now. No, I will drop that ball. And not because I don't love you. It's not because I don't love you. It's honestly because that is not my best use of my, like my brain just does not work that way. So can I ask you to help me <laughs> by doing it through my advent, you know? And, and, yeah. and there are sort of like, there's a little part of you that, that people push back on that because mm. mm. they don't know how to choose self-care. They don't know how to right. protect their own interests. They don't know how to prioritize themselves. Right. And so then they take that like lack of self-love over to you. And be like, sort of like, well, who are you to, you know, choose better for yourself? And I'm like, oh, can I just show you what better looks like? Exactly. Can I show you what love there, looks like? Yeah, there maybe is even a, a jealousy there for sure. And do you think, so I've been thinking about this a lot and I'm wondering what you think about it. Do you think that that sort of thing is a uniquely female problem? Like, do you think a man would ever say, mm oh, I don't deserve an admin or I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be kicked over to an admin or something like that. I definitely get pushback from men, but it's always a man who's already trying to discount me. Mm. Right. So it's a man who has already stepped on my interest, thinks he's more entitled to my calendar and Mm. then is trying to use this power play Mm. to basically be like, no, 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 I will be prioritized. And I'm like, dude, in fact, I think I've learned something actually after, I think it's been four years of working um, with you guys um, that the person who offends my admin, the person who basically like acts like she's there for them is also the person who will try to step on me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if it's gendered as much as it is someone who thinks they ought to be better than other people, like a superiority, Mm -hmm. which by the way, is always hiding an inferiority, right? Right, It's like the only reason you try to act better than someone is because you're worried you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. But we have a lot of those people running around the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then to the girlfriends with that, I'm saying to them, you know, as a, as like a fellow entrepreneur or fellow writer or fellow whatever, I said, you know, you can choose different. You can choose ways of resourcing yourself, that this is actually part of your ensemble that you have to create, right? Whereas corporate life, the ensemble sort of comes with the package and you don't have to make all those individual decisions here. You have to make all those individual decisions, which is hard. So don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I think it is hard. Like finding you was hard. You were the third team that I worked with but by the time I found you I also was super clear about like here's what I need and here's what's and you know all that um but you have to resource yourself effectively yeah and I think it's a life skill right and it comes back to kind of what you were saying about valuing your time and knowing well if my time is you know we talk about like a thousand dollar an hour tasks versus ten dollar an hour tasks I mean those are not the exact numbers of course but if your time is worth this 
giant number and someone else can do it for a fraction, you're losing money for yourself and your business. So it, it should be that simple. Um, but it's not because <laughs> there's that emotional element of it. Um, so, so talking about how you found us and how you got to us and how we got to this place, because I do remember it was a little rocky in the beginning mm -hmm. and I want to hear a little more about how, uh, how we got through it and, um, you know, your experience even before us and, and since then, and how, how we've been able to get to a place where it is useful for you, even if there are bumps along the way. I think that any person, like when you're trying to negotiate, how will we work together? There is a, just like, you know, by the way, dating has the same element and stuff. Right. Um, but it's like, you're trying to figure out like, who am I and who are you and who are we? Right. And so you're trying to signal really clearly what you want and need. And then you're trying to make sure the other person's like signaling back. Yep. I got it. You know, I got the ball. Right, and right. I think there is a learning curve to that. I started with a Google doc of like, here's what I'm thinking I need. And in fact, I used a very similar process when I was searching for a nanny 17 years ago. And all I basically went to all my girlfriends who had already hired one and said, send me everything that you think I should know about hiring a nanny. And then I came up with like a comprehensive list. So this is actually kind of funny. Crowdsourcing story. the <laughs> crowdsourcing. And the I, but I came up with like the best of list. And I'm sort of this person, like I'm a really good researcher and then really good at kind of thinking through like, what's the best of thing. And so I did one of these best of lists and we sent it to the agencies and the agencies were like, nobody's ever showed up with this much clarity, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, well, does that mean like, it's too Great. much? You know, Cause I'm still learning this. <laughs> They're like, no, but it's going to help, you know, like us to being clear. And at one point, in fact, here's a little funny story is one person showed up and was basically trying to negotiate with us, like off the list, like, oh, I don't do X, Y, and Z on your list. And um, my husband and I are, you know, by the way, totally sleep deprived, right? Cause we have a newborn and my husband and I are like trying to talk it through. And my stepdaughter was in the room and she was like, okay, then we're done. And she just literally got up, God bless her wow. little soul, got up and took the woman and walked her to the door because she's like, we're done. Our list is our list. We're allowed to ask for what we want. And, and That's I've amazing. never forgotten that moment because I'm like, yep, you're allowed to ask for what you want. Right. And wow. so I came into the admin thing sort of similarly, like, let me come up with a list of everything I think I want. And then the first couple of times, I think people, um, I would say I didn't get a good matchup because the other person really wasn't listening to what I was saying. And then when we found each other, I think we were really listening, except then I was being a little I would characterize it as short because by that point I was at third person as I was getting right. frustrated. Right. right. And and, but it really was the, I should have started just like a dating kind of situation, like start fresh, like, oh, it's a brand new mm. person. I got to reorient. Um, and so I had to kind of calm myself down and be like, girlfriend, just because it's your <laughs> third person does not mean, you know, like they're not doing well. And mm -hmm. I think the big other thing that you guys do that no one else does is you're triangulating in a good way. Like, um, so there's an admin and there's me, but then it's hard to give people feedback, right? Like it's hard to be like, oh, totally. that's not working for me. And, yeah. but if a third person they can go yeah I can see what she's saying here's another way we can make that work and so you basically are essentially coaching both parties into a successful relationship so like a doula or sort of like you know the, all the different ways in which people can enable successful relationships you were sort of doing mm -hmm. that with us mm. I love that the doula the VA doula oh it's so <laughs> funny 
Um, that's, that's interesting. How old was your stepdaughter when she, when she said that? Ah, uh, she must've been, cause it was young, right? She had just finished college. Yeah. So she was probably 21. Oh, wow. She was young. And yeah. I just, I, and Good to this day, by the way, she's, she's very self-possessed and I really love this yeah. about her because yeah. like to this day, we both kind of go, yep. Okay. So this conversation is great. That's and, so great. Uh, and we reference her because it's, she was just so clear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's something that people don't always think about coming into an assistant relationship is that yes, you're the one that needs help, but you're still the boss. You're the one that has to be clear for yourself on what you need because the assistant can't read your mind. I mean, I always say like, that's the goal. We want to get you with somebody who gets you so much, who knows your priorities and your core values and aligns with those so that they can read your mind eventually. But in the beginning, they just can't. And, and so many people come to us just like, I'm panicking and I don't know what, what to do. And it's like, okay, we got to take a step back here. And so you have to go slow to foot, go fast. And today, by yes. the way, it's four years later. I think, I think she knows my mind better than I know my own mind. And sometimes when I'm actually like a little frustrated with something, or I go, what do you think? Like I actually send her a note and I go, just tell me you're watching this email exchange or what do you think? And she gives me really wise counsel. And in fact, just the other day, we had this person who was being super entitled and, um, and I was getting very emotionally involved in sort of like, I would say proving it to him that he was being an okay. asshat. And she okay. goes, you know, you could just know he was being an asshat and you can stop. Like he <laughs> loves your attention. And yeah. so you can just stop. And I was like, oh yeah. yeah, I can just stop, you know, kind of thing. And then moved him to, you know, delete folder and all that stuff. Um, and so it really helps to have somebody like work with you over time but you get to invest in that early and, and especially right. with your help, right? You've helped me bridge some moments when I have not been especially patient and stuff and just like work through that so that you can get to the other side of it. Hmm. I love that point. It, it is hard to, I mean, it's not necessarily hard, but it takes time to get to that point. But I think the more you have those conversations with your admin, when the more you ask them, what do you think? Or you're seeing this from this side, then they also start to hear what you think and they start to build up that knowledge of you. And by the way, they're also always documenting that too. Like in when this, maybe it's not every single email or every single example, but they're always saying, okay, now she wants to do things this way. So I'm going to keep track of that. And then if you change your mind, she's saying now she likes to do things this way, just in case, you know, if she's not available for some reason, we don't mm. have to reinvent the wheel. And, mm. you know, I don't want to ever imagine that <laughs> happening, but, um, but I think that the best VAs really do focus on that. And they, are helpers at heart. So I know that she just wants to do right by you. Yeah. And she wants to make sure that you're protecting your energy and your time just the way you want. Right. Uh, so I, I love hearing that. Do you, did you have any, um, did you imagine that this was possible? Did you have any ideas about virtual assistance or about getting to this kind of point with anyone before you started working with us? I had one exec admin when I was working, so I had taken on a role where I was running the revenues of a major company, it's like a fortune 500 company. And I was responsible for like at that time, it was probably a $200 million business, $300 million business. And the VP of North America had an admin and I got to work with her and I'd never, and I was like young, relatively young. Like I was maybe 28 or something. 
And this person could do like just everything, everything. And so I had in my mind that that existed, but it was the thing that you did when you were an exec at a corporation kind of thing, right? So the idea that someone could basically like, uh, and and she was the one who taught me 15 minute meetings were possible or 30 minute meetings were possible instead of hourly, like just a whole bunch of things that made my life work. And, um, and she would say, you know, I notice you're staying, you're getting stuck in traffic for two hours. Why don't we book you another meeting here so you can miss all the traffic. And then the next day you don't have to come up at all or whatever. Like she would find Mm. really creative solutions to things that were like so fucking unobvious to me, but totally obvious to her because she just knew how to run things. And I'm basically at that same level of this person can read my mind now and totally knows and suggests ideas and says, this is not working for you. Let me, let's try this other thing long before I even say it. Hmm. Hmm. So yes, I mean, I had one model, but I just didn't know it was humanly possible that I could meet another miracle person. Right. Um, And what about virtually too? Right. Yeah. And and so, you know, one of the reasons I chose someone in, um, I wanted East coast time zone when I first approached you is I wanted someone who would beat me to my inbox. Cause I knew that what I would do is wake up and get stressed over my inbox. I was like, I want someone to beat me to my inbox. That was the goal. And, <laughs> and there's never a day where she doesn't beat me to my inbox. Oh, that's good. Right? Yeah. 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 So you can that's... ask for what you want. And then right. after a while, they deliver even more than what you want. But it takes that negotiating of like learning each other. Totally. Ugh. Ask for what you want. Please ask for what you want. <sighs> I love that. Okay. We're going to take a quick, uh, it's not really a break, but a quick shift. And I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions that are just fun. Kind of get to know you a little bit better. Um, okay. just say the first, it's an either, or, so just say whichever one you think comes to mind first. Okay. okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. <laughs> Blue or pink? Oh, pink. Okay. Mac or PC? Mac. Red or white? Red. London or Paris? Paris. Apartment or house? Apartment. Lake or ocean? Ooh. Ocean. Okay. Uh, Working hard or hardly working? Hardly working. (laughs) That's a a big shift for me. That's like 53 years old talking, baby. I finally figured out you don't have to do it the hard way. Right, right, right. The last one is a trick, but it's champagne or champagne. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love champagne or champagne. When I was um, uh, earlier in my life, I used to always keep those little bottles. Oh, nice. And um, and no matter like for any small thing, just be able to open it. And my now husband, but back then we were dating, learned this. He's like, I like you so much, (laughs) you know, that I would keep these little flutes. There's such like a nice... Yeah. It's a nice, um, just celebratory moment, you know, just that sound of the bottle pop. There's nothing else like it. Um, sort of, uh, you know, I mean, I know not everybody drinks, but I think everyone can agree that that sound just signals celebration. It does. It does. Yeah. 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 Cool. So I just have a couple more questions for you and thank you again for your time today. Um, you, you meet with and talk to so many, business people, not just entrepreneurs, but executives and managers. And, and, and you've been in this world for a long time, understanding people's challenges. But if you could give one piece of advice to someone who is considering or feeling like they're panicking or feeling like they might need to consider a virtual assistant, what would that one piece of advice be? Mm. 
value yourself enough to ask for help. Mm. Yes. And, right. and any tips on how people can learn to value themselves more? I mean, that's the key, right? Until you learn to value yourself, you actually can't add the highest value in the world. And most of us judge ourselves or compare ourselves or beat ourselves up and find ourselves lacking as if somehow that's helpful instead of going, this is just where I'm at and this is just what I need. And there's something about the kindness and the compassion that's necessary for any of us to actually do any of the work we need to do that most of us aren't taught, to be quite honest. We aren't taught self-compassion and yet that's the opportunity. Right. If we can be self-compassionate, we can do so much more in the world. Ah, oh, thank you. I think we need to just end there. And where can people find you if they want to buy your book or check out what you do with your programs and your coaching and your speaking? Where, where yeah, can we find so you? Yeah, so nilafromrichard.com is where the main content is. And then I'm doing something really fun lately where I'm writing an advice column. And it's at work, A-T-W-O-R-K dot substack dot com. Awesome. And I'm really answering people's questions. In fact, the question this week is, um, it's just hilarious. It's a person who's dealing with a really tough team situation and then starts to question themselves in the process. And, uh, and I get to talk to him about how to lead. And, wow. uh, but it's, I answer a lot of questions like how to be your authentic self or um, do you have imposter syndrome or all sorts of other fun everyday questions that a lot of us face? Mm. Some of the more squishy ones that aren't always in your like leadership executive books. Um, I love that. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we'll put those in the show notes and we will share those, those links and thank you again so much. I, I love that you can, you feel so comfortable just getting raw and real about all of this. And I think it will be really helpful. So I appreciate your time and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Jess. is such an advocate for getting the help that you need and I love that I love that she is a powerhouse as a speaker and a woman's leadership figure in the world and I hope you got some good insights about how to work with a VA and also how to get through when things have a rocky start it's not always roses and sunshine people and that's just the nature of working with people so Let's normalize that and let's get through it together. If you want to learn more about Nilifer and her books and her coaching, go to nilifermerchant.com and I'll catch you next time.